when overwhelm starts, the voice basically says, start running, you know, go completely batshit crazy, or sit down and shut down. Welcome to the Soul Sourced Podcast, unconventional business advice for the highly creative, secretly sensitive, and wildly ambitious entrepreneur. I'm your host, Christine Kane. Let's do this. Okay, welcome, friends. This is the Soul Sourced Business Podcast, and we are on episode number 39. And I have a kitten up here in my recording area. I have a cat who is obsessed with the kitten up here in my recording area. This only happened when I sat down at my computer and pulled the microphone toward me to begin this podcast. So I just want to do the usual caveats. I am not responsible for whatever sounds you hear in the background as kitten and cat get more and more destructive. Today, we're going to talk about two things. We're going to talk about overwhelm and we're going to talk about the art of the brain dump. And the brain dump is something that saved my ass recently in uh, September, to be exact. So I was experiencing an enormous amount of overwhelm as I was dealing with the prospect of publishing my book and putting my book out there and having a whole new launch during a year where we've all been quarantined and when I was taking, you know, extreme cell, extreme care of clients, we called it extreme client care. And so much change was happening and I was really guiding my team. There was a lot going on and the book launch was looming and I hit that wall that a lot of us hit, which was this crumbling feeling of, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to handle this all. Oh my God, I'm not cut out for this. And I have over the last 15 years, because I was coaching even when I was playing music, I had I had clients even in my last few years of being on tour. <laughs> I remember being on a tour bus when a, a ballet company recorded, uh, a, a ballet company choreographed a ballet to my music and I was on tour with them on their tour bus. And I remember coaching people while I was on the tour bus uh, with my with my cell phone and, and uh, sitting in the back coaching. So I was coaching for a long time. And one of the things that I have constantly referred people to is this thing I'm calling the brain dump. And I'm going to talk about it today because it's something that we often forget. But I had a colleague say to me when I was feeling really overwhelmed with my own book launch, you need to sit down and you need to do, and you know, she didn't call it a brain dump because that's a name I've given it. I don't know if other people gave it as well, give that name as well. But what she essentially described to me was a brain dump. And we talked through exactly what that looks like. So I knew exactly what I was about to go do. And then I did it. And that's what started me being able to get out of this pattern of overwhelm and then lead the team, ask for help, manage the whole thing. And we had a very successful book launch amidst a million other things going on as well, like all of us. And so let's start this episode off with a little dialogue or conversation around what overwhelm is, because it's a word that gets bandied about and we all use it and we're given permission to use it. We're told by the media we should all feel it because there's so much noise. And it's something that I think 
has gotten to a proportion where if we're not more conscious about it, we can collapse into overwhelm as an excuse. And the thing about being an entrepreneur or being a business owner, whatever you call yourself, self-employed, side hustle, entrepreneur, business owner, whatever it is, is that in some ways there isn't ever not going to be overwhelm if that's how you want to look at it. Because the thing is, you don't work at Krispy Kreme. You don't go in in the morning with a checklist of, I don't, <laughs> I don't even know why I said Krispy Kreme. Like, how is that relevant to any of us? But anyway, you don't work somewhere where you go in and you have a checklist and you just go and do the same thing every day. That's not your life. Your life is now much more dynamic. And I think this is kind of happening for more and more people as we move into this idea that we're all in some ways having to become more entrepreneurial in all aspects of our life. And that means autonomous. It means self-aware. It means understanding what you need to do, organizing your week, organizing your day. There's, a, there's just a lot more personal responsibility that we're all being called toward. And this can be challenging if you are used to being somebody who's had a job or, or somebody who's been in corporate where that you've been told what to do. And so where we all tend to default to is this belief or this feeling that overwhelm is not acceptable. And the first thing we have to do is we have to deal with the fact that we feel overwhelmed and we have to find a way to stop feeling overwhelmed. And what I've seen with this knee-jerk description of how we all feel is that very few people go and really examine that door that slams the minute we say, I'm overwhelmed. And I'm not saying it's not true that you're not overwhelmed. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. It's just simply when you look at it as the thing that shuts down the door of you being able to do anything. It's a very interesting energy. It's a very interesting excuse. And it's almost a very crafty way that our minds, our egos, whatever that is, uses to kind of shut us down or send us into patterns that are unhealthy or just distractions or doing little tiny piddly non-activities because we're so embedded in this pattern of using the excuse of overwhelm. And with that said, I want to be very clear. I get that there is overwhelm. I just want you to take some time to look at how does that word, how does that knee-jerk response, how does that like where you suck in a breath and you're like, oh, I'm overwhelmed. How does that pattern close you off from everything because the truth about it is all of us at any given time can only do one thing at a time. And there may be a million things that you've got on your plate, but overwhelm comes because there's an expectation that A, it should all be done. And by the way, I know there are geese now <laughs> in the background because kitten and cat weren't enough. Now the geese are coming down the river. I hear them. You may hear them too. But overwhelm happens because 
we think it should all be done. So there's this big sort of judgmental schoolmarm above our head saying that it all has to be done now. It all has to be figured out now. It all has to happen now. Or even worse, it all has to be done perfectly now. And when you can take that perfectionist, that judge, that critic out of the picture, then overwhelm turns into just, yeah, all the things, <laughs> a lot to do, a lot of stuff. And when you can look at it without the, the screaming judge in your head, it simply becomes, this is the reality of having a business. Might you go slower than you had wanted? Yes. Might you do something a little less perfectly? Like, you know, me with kittens and geese and cats and everything? Yes. Can you handle that is the big question. And that's one place we go with overwhelm. But then there's another very real place that happens with overwhelm. And whenever I teach anything like this, I'm always confronted with this this sort of feeling of like, oh my God, if you're going to teach the brain, you should really teach brain science and you should do it really well. And I'm not going to go into all the brain science and all the ways the brain works. There are many great books about that. There is enough evidence out there. Most of us at this point aren't looking for evidence that our brain doesn't do well. All I'm going to say is that in my 15 years of coaching and also in my 25 years of running my own business and you know, whether it was writing songs and doing music and going on tour and coming back home and having a house to run and all the, all the things of having a music career to then starting a coaching company and having a team and coaches and, and clients and marketing and all that stuff. And, and the biggest truth I've seen in all of that without any brain science to back it up is this one thing. And I don't remember who I heard it from first. A lot of people talk about it, but the way I'm going to put it is this. Your brain is not a storage device. And here at Uplevel in my uh, Uplevel Your Productivity program, I, I think I say it, your brain is not a container. And all too often, we are using our brain as a container. We're trying to use it as a storage device. And as entrepreneurs, we have to start getting into the habit of getting things out of our brain and not trying to count on our brain to be this thing that manages so much information and really start recognizing that when overwhelm happens and it's not just a pattern or a way to shut down and go watch Netflix, because that's one way we do it. But when we really and truly have a situation where there is so much going on, overwhelm becomes a red flag and it's a red flag for what my colleagues spotted in me when I was getting, you know, all overwhelmed about having a book launch. It's a red flag that you got too much in your brain and not enough out in front of you so that you can start using your brain to do what your brain is meant to do, which is to find solutions, to problem solve, to create order. And that's when your brain becomes a tool that you can actually use. So when it comes to being overwhelmed, there are two ways that I see people getting very, very overwhelmed. And that is one in general. Like the first one is just 
the general feeling of overwhelm that the world has become too much, that you've got way too much to do to ever build this business of yours. You got to scale, you got to manage things, you got to grow this, you got a book you want to write, you got, you know, all the things. That's what we call it here at Up Level, all the things. And that's the one big overwhelm. But then there's the other one, which is just when you're in a project, like, like my book launch, and there's too many components, and you haven't taken the time to really lay it all out. And so we're going to approach overwhelm from those two places. And we're going to look at it from those two places, because only you can know how overwhelm shows up for you, how the story of overwhelm shuts, shuts you down, and what you can do about it. Now, when you have a story of overwhelm that runs, in general, before we get into the art of the brain dump, <laughs> in general, the way I, I teach my clients that you really want to look at this is that first off, you want to set yourself up in two ways when you have overwhelm. One is you want to consider just simple proactive measures that you need to do on a daily basis to help your brain and help your body and help you manage this thing that is truly uh, a very empowered, autonomous way of living life. And that is really just key basic habits that serve you. So you guys have heard me talk about how I work out and talked, you know, <laughs> Lisa Larder interviewed me on her podcast and honed in on the podcast that I did about the pull-ups and where I used the pull-ups as a metaphor. And, and she focused in on, I couldn't do a pull-up if I tried. I do work out and I do lift weights. And I've gotten to that place because I feel the effect it has on my brain. So working out is a habit I have because I've started to see when I lift heavy things and when I challenge my body to do something, I don't know what it is, but my brain has to work a little harder when I'm doing something like heavy weights. I don't know what it is for me, but that's how, that's my proactive management of brain. I also eat really well and caveat there, that is, I eat really well mostly. I don't walk around being like everyday perfect Christine eating really well. But when, when I am in my great habits, I plan things on Sundays of what I'm going to eat that week. I have, I'm, I am blessed enough to have an assistant who does all my vegetable chopping for me. I've set my whole world up so that I can have meals planned in advance. And that way I'm not doing what I normally do if I feel overwhelmed, which is, well, I'm just going to sit down here with a bag of Zochiel chips and we're just going to go to town. I, I have the same situations that everyone else has does I, I face those same sorts of things. So I proactively set my world up so that overwhelm is not just waiting at the door every morning. So that's the first thing is you want to think about proactively setting your world up. And then this particular episode is where we're going to talk about the opposite of that, which is the reactive thing, the reactive stuff that happens. And when you find no matter what I've done or I dropped all my habits and I'm in a place where I'm completely just stunned and I don't know what to do because I'm so overwhelmed. What do you do? And this is where the art of the brain dump comes in. Because a brain dump, what it does is that it gives you a space 
to actually honor the fact that you've got too much going on in your head and we need to do an what I call an ink vomit sometimes where you just get it all out either onto paper or into your Evernote or wherever you like to have a brain dump. What I'm going to say is that I have found that the best brain dumps happen when you have pen to paper. It seems to really get something rolling and get something moving where you just, you can't make mistakes. You know, you can't make corrections, you can't edit. Doing things digitally lets our critic, our editor step in way too fast sometimes. And I think it's really important to understand that the word dump is very real. It is getting everything out. And so there's two ways I see to do a brain dump like this. One is let's, you know, we'll start with just the general feeling of being overwhelmed. What do you do? So the first thing is you have to give yourself the space to stop and honor yourself enough to do a brain dump. Because what tends to happen is the pattern of overwhelm, what I've seen in my clients and seen in myself, is that when overwhelm starts, the voice basically says, start running, you know, go completely batshit crazy, or sit down and shut down. And when you say to somebody, I want you to take a good hour and I want you to give yourself this space and the first half hour is going to be doing a brain dump and then the second will be taking a walk or some kind of processing or some kind of break or something. The voice in your head wants to say, I don't have that kind of time, but you actually don't have time to not do it is what I want you to start understanding about this. When you sit down to do a brain dump, I'm, I'm going to assume we're doing it on paper just because I don't want to try to be teaching it all back and forth between <laughs> Evernote or whatever your note taker is and paper. What you're going to do is sit down and if you want to set a timer, set a timer, give yourself 30 minutes and you're going to just put every single thing down on paper that you are obsessing about, that you feel emotional about, and you're going to do it in bullet point format, like just list, 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 list everything that you're, you've got to do, every little task you haven't gotten done, something you dropped the ball on, little stupid call you have to make, just you're going to let it all just come up and out. And it can be, it can feel like a task list, it can feel like an emotional list, it can be whatever it is. And this is where there is no right or wrong because your process is going to teach you more about you. And this is where, for me, each time I sit down to do something like this, if I ever do, and I've, I've gotten to where I did this enough, by the way, that I don't need to do this as much anymore. It's just not as big of a thing because I've become someone who can spot it early enough that it doesn't completely overwhelm me. So when you, when you put it all down, you get it all onto paper and that, that could take, it can take 15 minutes. It can take 20 minutes. It can take a half hour. You will know when you're done, but usually you need to go a little bit longer than you think just to let the last, the last little and furthermore kind of stuff come up. And then uh, once you feel like you have it done, you can take a break at this point and go take a walk, but you can also sit there. And what you want to do 
is first off, you want to cross out everything that you have absolutely no control over. And this may be some things, this may be, you know, one or two things, it may be nothing, I don't know, but it could be you're, you're obsessing about the weather at your friend's wedding next week, or you're obsessing about what this person thinks of you that you sent something to, or the fact that they haven't written you back and there's nothing you can do about it yet, but you're obsessing. Whatever it might be, you cross out anything you cannot do anything about. The next thing I would suggest that you do is start to look at this list. And if you've never done this before, this can be a real eye-opener. If this is a new activity for you, some of you have already done this with me, your clients, you've heard me talk about this. But what you're going to do is start to group these into categories. And so in your work, in your life, in whatever, you have categories. So some of us have, you know, health, or we have beauty, or we have nutrition, or we have fitness, and uh, family, and relationships, and friendships, and just start to see where are the categories happening. And then in your work, you might have marketing, or selling, or content creation, or book writing, or whatever it might be. I don't want to tell you what your categories are. I want you to use that brain of yours to start to group some of these and maybe put little labels next to each one of where they would go as you start to look at this list of things you've put out there. And I really suggest that you start to group them and really now, you know, turn the page in your journal, whatever it might be, and segment each item out, categorize it first, so you start to see where these things go. And next, after that, becomes where you start to lay out priorities. And I don't want to go into here's how you determine how each thing is a priority because only you can know that. And you sit down and you can do this one of two ways. You can say, what's a priority here? What can I actually take action on here? And for me, given that I have a very, very judgmental perfectionist in my head, I start to go for the things that I can actually get done first, like easy things to get done. Like, here's what I know I can do. And just so I can start crossing things off my list. But I, I don't necessarily, you know, I, I take this all and I put it into my, I have a, a sauna. So I use a sauna, which is my, my own little task manager. Um, and then I start to group it up and I sit with it and I'll, I will take a walk at that point. But I begin to arrange things into different places of how I can get this done. What is priority? And for you, you might just need to start thinking in terms of what can I actually do right now that will have the most bang for the buck? So a lot of times what we'll find when we do a brain dump is that there's one key thing that we're ignoring or avoiding or not doing. And that might be typically it's something that involves a follow-up phone call or a reaching out or some kind of thing we're scared where we're going to like get rejected or it's a sales thing or whatever it might be, or it's some kind of writing or creativity that we're avoiding. And the question you want to ask is, what's it going to take to get this one moving, to get this thing done? And that's the harder thing that you have to do. 
And that brings me to the art of the brain dump as applied to our next way of doing it. And that is in a project itself. So the last one, the, you know, the first brain dump is when you are so overwhelmed, you just got to get it the hell all out and you're just vomiting onto the page and you're getting it going. And then you're bringing that brain in and you're arranging them. One final thing I would say to that is when you find those categories, like whether it's your life categories, your business categories, that's going to start being a guideline to where when you do a brain dump, you're going to have those categories in front of you and you'll just be like slamming them into the categories. It's, it's much, much easier. Your brain dumps start to make sense. Like, oh, I can totally see where I'm blocked here or I haven't done this or I've been procrastinating on this. And you can start creating a very robust sort of project manager task list um, and, and find a, you know, maybe you do use something like Asana and you divide things up according to that, you know, your categories as opposed to one ginormous list of shit you got to do that week. It doesn't work like that. It really helps to have categories. Now, when you are completely overwhelmed by a single project, and those of us who have teams or people working for us, and we have to be the one to strategize, to think things through, to lead that team. This can be super, super valuable, especially when you're getting started with something that's very big, like a new campaign, a new launch, a new book, whatever it might be. You got to start thinking about how is this going to get managed? And so the brain dump is all about that thing. And this is what I did with my, my book launch because I had... I had things to read, like I had all these little PDFs that people had sent me of this is a really good thing about book launches and this is really cool. I had my publisher who was asking me questions. I had someone asking me, you know, what are you going to do in terms of your Facebook ad strategy? I had so many possibilities, so much copy to write, so many angles to think of. And I just, I got it all out first off. That's the first thing you do, just get everything out. And then that's when I went in and I categorized according to this particular project. And now here's where I, I took the big mess and I got help. So I actually got one of my team members to sit down with me and you could get a friend who's really good at this. You can have a coach help you with this. It does, or you can just talk aloud because if I didn't have somebody, I probably would have sat in my loft where I am right now, and I would have just put giant sticky notes up on the walls everywhere, and I would have started to talk aloud. But what I began to do at that point was I put uh, big giant calendar pages up, and I began to do a timeline of, all right, this is launch date. This is everything that needs to happen. And we, we basically took all of my mess that I brain dumped and ink vomited down and it, we went through every single item. And the, the question was, where does that belong? Who is going to do it? Where does that go on the timeline? How does that fit into all this stuff? And it, it was a long, this was a full evening. Like it was literally from, I think, 4.30 all the way up to about 7.30 of walking through. And it didn't take that long, but there was a lot of thinking, a lot of integrating. And it all had to start, though with getting it out of my head. Because a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we forget that we're the strategists in addition to, you know, especially if you're solo, 
You're the, you know, you are the skill set. You are the content. You are the strategist. You are the manager. You're the leader. And there is just too much. If it's in your head, it is too much. It will lead to overwhelm. And so what you want to do is get it out and then really start to study it. And if it's your, if you have a project in front of you and you have all these things rolling around, the first thing you want to do after you get it out is start to put it into those categories of what is, this is the marketing or this is, and, and marketing may get break, broken down into, you know, Facebook posts, social media, Facebook ads, Google ads, whatever it might be that you're doing. And then you start to ask who, who on your team is going to do it? Who is going to be the one to do it? And sometimes it really is you. And this is where you have to start saying, how much can I let go of the perfectionist? And what of these items needs to go on to a nice to have list? And this is the final thing I want to share with you. When I do a brain dump, it all goes down. Every last thing goes down. And what I do have always off to the side is a sticky note that is called my nice to have list. Because one of the things that happened was that as I looked at the book launch and I knew we were going to do an event at the end of the year and it all had to kind of line up together, there were so many things that I knew I could do that would really make it cool or really lend itself to the experience. But it, they ultimately, I will say, did not happen. In fact, all, all of those things that I knew I could do, because I'm very good at marketing, I'm very good at selling, I'm very good at all that stuff, I just couldn't do it all. I didn't have the bandwidth, and I didn't have the will, and I didn't have the team, because we've really, really downsized in the last two years, because I've wanted to really simplify things. And I had to come back to, I wanted to be simple and I wanted this to feel good above all else. And that's where you really have to know, can I do this imperfectly? Can I have a nice to have list? Can I come back to that if there is time? Because what will happen is if you're doing a brain dump and you don't give yourself a nice to have list and you don't get to examine that perfectionist that drives you, you're going to lend every, everything's going to lend itself to being more overwhelmed all over again. Whereas this tool is really meant to ease things up. And I will say that as I've done this, and I've really been able to look at this with my categories, with timelines, with, with my nice to have list, it's made me happier as a business owner. It's made me more clear and clean about what I'm good at and what I want to do, what I don't want to do. And it's made the business run better and the team get happier. And so I, I hope that this helps you as you get started with this. And like I said, I do have a, I do have a program called Up Level Your Productivity that we haven't, not, we haven't launched last year. Like I said, we were doing extreme client care. I didn't really launch anything. And that even includes Up Level Cafe, which is our community that we have that's uh, 47 a month. And we haven't even launched that. But what I am going to say is that we're getting ready to open the doors on that. And if you want to go to uplevelcafe.com, you can get on the waiting list. We're about to open the doors on that. It's it's super, super cool because we've redone so much of it. And we're going to be including Uplevel Your Productivity as the for the first group of people who jump in as we reopen the doors on that. So we'll let you know more about that as the time draws near, which is very, 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 very soon. 
But in the meantime, I have rambled on long enough. I do hope this episode helped you and let me know. I'd love to hear from you if you do brain dumps or if you've tried it for the first time, where it helped you or where you got stuck as well. And I will we'll do another episode on overwhelm and other things that you can do once I hear back from you. But in the meantime, thanks everyone for listening. It is, it's an honor to be able to serve you in this way and take part in your business growth and in your scaling your business and really, really understanding the depth and breadth of the soul expansion that comes when you run your business with care, with deliberateness, with intention. And I love being able to help you with that. Thanks for listening. She says it seems I could turn around, take back what time has sold me. Absolutely everything they ever told me. Resolution.